The work of this church in the world is realized through the generous financial support of all who call this place home. Along with the gifts and time and talent, ours is a shared ministry. You have a role to play here. Church membership is open to all. For more information, go to uusf.org.
Welcome, dear ones, those of you who are known and those who we are just meeting. Welcome to this night full of childlike wonder and magic. Gather with us both in this space and online to feel the connection to a love beyond ourselves. Welcome to those carrying the spirit of loved ones no longer with us. May you remember their love this evening and feel their presence. And may the love for those we have with us and the love we have for those who could not be with us and the magic of this hour that resonates through the ages wrap us in the spirit of Christmas. Welcome to this Christmas Eve service. We are so grateful for our singers and musicians who have helped make this service possible, for our worship leaders and incomparable crew of tech people running our sound and cameras for people who dedicated the poinsettias often in, or, in honor of those they loved and all who decorated hosted prepared and who will help usher in this night if you are joining us online please get yourself a candle to light for later in the service our offering this evening will go to an Up on Top, an organization that was started by this congregation in response to a need that emerged for families in the community. Although it is now an independent organization, its offices are housed here, and members of this community serve on its board as they always have. Up on Top is the largest kindergarten through fifth grade after-school program in the Tenderloin, and they have on average 70 children attending their program daily. There's more information in your order of service and online, and we thank you in advance for widening the circle of love and generous, generosity tonight to children and families you may never meet. As we settle into this night of candles, we light our chalice. We do so in honor of all of you from wherever you join us this Christmas Eve and all of us here gathered together. We light it for the hope that shows us the way through dark nights to a new life. And we light it for the fire of our commitments that calls us to be a part of all that ushers in peace and goodwill in this earth. We light this symbol of our faith as we gather together. Please rise in body or spirit, however you are able, to sing our opening carol, O Come All You Faithful.
Our story begins long ago in the Roman province of Judea at the home of Elizabeth and Zechariah. Elizabeth is the cousin to Mary, and Mary soon will be the mother of Jesus. This is a time of unrest in the kingdoms. Any peace that has been achieved has been done through violent wars. Elizabeth has found peace through the birth of her son, John. He will grow up to be John the baptizer, who will pave the way for Jesus and his message of peace without violence. Let us visit Elizabeth and her baby. Oh, my lovely, precious John, our cousin Mary in Nazareth will be giving birth any day now. Our God is a God of wonders. Zachariah and I obeyed his commandments and carefully followed the laws. After more than 50 years of our marriage, our prayers of a child were granted when you, our sweet and perfect John, was born. It was almost one year ago. Your father traveled to the great temple in Jerusalem, where he was chosen to enter the sanctuary alone to burn the incense. As he lit the incense, the angel Gabriel appeared and called out his name, Zechariah, do not be afraid, and told your father we would have a son and must name him John. The angel told your father that you, yes, you, our love, our gift from God, would be filled with the Holy Spirit from your birth and would prepare the people for the coming of the Lord. Is that not wondrous? Ah, uh, but your father, as in all matters, especially those of God and scripture, must debate what is true, holy, and devout, and question the truth of Gabriel's message. Gabriel struck your father mute. Do you remember the sixth month of my pregnancy, when our cousin Mary came to our home? I felt you leap with joy inside me at the first sound of Mary's voice. Our cousin is the most blessed of all women, for she carries the Lord, the Son of God, in her womb, the Son for whom you will prepare the way. What wonders will you behold? And Mary stayed in our home almost until your birth. There are people in Nazareth who will, with small hearts and little faith, who would cause trouble for Mary and her betrothed Joseph. It was for the best, and a joy to have her here, and sad to say goodbye. But then, dear, dear John, how we celebrated your birth. We followed the angel Gabriel's words at your naming, and upon you being named John, God returned your father's voice, another blessing. Your father was then filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesied that you would prepare the way for our Lord. You would present the offer of salvation to God's people and for forgiveness of their sins, and that the light of heaven will soon break upon us, shining on those in darkness and showing the way down the path of peace. And now, my little one, dream. Dream deeply for you and your Lord have great things to do for God's people. Think of his people's prayers and of their dreams.
Now the birth of Jesus the Messiah took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been engaged to Joseph, but before they lived together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. Her husband Joseph, being a righteous man and unwilling to expose her to public disgrace, planned to dismiss her quietly. But just when he had resolved to do this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you are to name him Jesus for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what had been spoken by the Lord through the prophet. Look, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall name him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. When Joseph awoke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took her as his wife, but had no material relations with her until she had born a son, and he named him Jesus. Joseph was able to come to a peaceful place of acceptance about Mary's pregnancy. However, Mary's mother is still struggling a bit. I wonder what she would be telling her friends about the struggle.
My dear friend, I feel so blessed by your visit to my home. I have been so lonely ever since my Mary left to be with her cousin Elizabeth. You know how gossip and rumors have life of their own in our village. I have no one to talk to here in Nazareth. After Mary's pregnancy became known, oy, it is impossible to go to the market or collect water without hearing their conversations, their whispers and gossip. I feel them looking at me. I see their thoughts, shaming my family. My honor, gone. I want to believe Mary, for surely the one who parted the Red Sea could bring a child into the world in this way. And yes, I know of the ancient prophecies that a virgin would be with child and they would call him Emmanuel, God with us. But would God really ask this of my family, of our honor? Haven't we suffered enough under the taxes of the Romans, the arrogance of Caesar, and the evil of Herod? Why us? And to say that this child will be great, will be our Lord, will be the Son of God, does the ant stir up a nest of wasps? And how do I know she tells the truth? I'd like to believe her, I want to believe her, but I know one thing, the noisemakers of the village don't believe her. And when Joseph spared her the punishment that was rightfully his to demand, the noisemakers didn't believe him either. Instead, they questioned his manhood and his righteousness. I try to defend them, but the wagging tongues then question my devotion to the laws and speak of our blasphemy. And even now, my husband will not speak to me. I am a leper, but wear no rags and have no sores. Oh, my Mary, my beautiful Mary, her heart is pure. And Joseph, such a good man. They smile and nod at peace. Oh, how can I know what is true? Every prayer I ask God for the peace they feel. What would you do if you were me? Nah, hear me rattling. But God is good and has blessed my child. Oh God, fill me with faith for there will be a child of our child. Your son, our Lord. Your will be done. Shalom. Please rise and body your spirit for the first Noel.
The holy night has arrived, and Jesus has been born. News of his birth traveled far and wide. Some rejoiced and sang hallelujah. Others, like King Herod, were not happy with the news. In fact, the king was furious. A babe was seen as the new savior of the people and king of the Jews. Let's join the king to hear what he has to say. Bah! A messiah. A messiah of what, king of the Jews? I am Herod the Great, king of all Judea and king of these Jews. I am a servant of my Caesar Augustus, son of God, born of Apollo, Lord of all, almighty savior of the world, the giver of peace through the blood and the Roman victories the ruler of the final kingdom of earth. I am the ruler of these Jews who shall now and forever pay tribute to their Caesar and keep me in Caesar's favor, or they will once again face the righteousness of my wrath and my legions. These stargazers, these wise men, these magi, how can they know that a child has been born because a star has appeared, and they come to find him and pay him, a common Jew, a nothing homage as king? Unbelievable. Blasphemy. Yet the priests and the scribes of these Jews, they've told me that this, this Messiah has been prophesied, and they have been waiting. But they say they have received no sign, no sign. And they tell me this child, it has been foretold that a child who will be born the Messiah and born in Bethlehem, bah, more tales of wishes. Even though those stargazers from the East cannot be trusted or believed, even so, my plan is in place. After they find and pay homage to this supposed king, they will return to Jerusalem on their journey home. They will tell me where I will find the child. Oh, yes. I must go and pay homage, of course. My homage, my tribute, will be his death. For this child will never live to take any throne. Not my throne, not a Jewish throne, not any throne. And here, I wait, and my blood boils, my legions stand ready. Roman justice will be done. Blasphemers will pay with blood. I wait for the Magi to return.
those days, a decree went out from Emperor Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration and was taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. All went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to the city of David called Bethlehem because he was descended from the house and family of David. He went to be registered with Mary to whom he was engaged and who was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for her to deliver her child, and she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in bands of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the end. In that region, there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was the angel, with the angel was a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace among those whom he favors. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. When they saw this, they made known what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. I wonder what the stable hand might share with us. How can I sleep? I can barely wait until morning to tell Avi and Jacob everything. Tonight seemed like any other. The young couple seemed so ordinary, maybe less than ordinary. I mean, they were nice to me, a, a mere stable hand. But after all, they were spending the night in a manger. I, I worried about the young wife expecting a child. And then her time came. I was running back and forth to gather rags and water for what seemed like hours. And when the baby came, oh, how it cried. I was so surprised to see my papa, uncles, and cousins come to the stable from the fields. And I was so scared to see them fall to the ground weeping when they saw the child. And the story they told, it is truly glorious. An angel came down from the heavens to speak to them, to shepherds. I bring you good news of great joy for all the people. A savior has been born to you, said the angel. Light filled the night with angels who praised glory to God in the highest and on earth peace to men on whom his favor rests. After all these years, as taught by the rabbis, this baby is the anointed one promised by God, the hope of Israel, our Messiah. Peace at last. Saved from Rome and from Herod. Truly, our God is a God of wonders.
During the time of Jesus' birth, violence reigned. Kings were seen not only as royal, but divinely royal. The kingdoms and kings were given their victories at war because the gods favored them. This is a time of peace through victory. The Jewish people of the time lived in constant oppression from the divine kings. Their struggle to find freedom continuously eluded them. They are promised a Messiah in their stories. This is a time of uncertainty of faith. This time of year was dark as it is tonight. Fear dominated the stories being told as it does today. People then, as now, were scared, searching for signs of hope, any signs possible. Rulers and Jews, mothers and fathers, shepherds and babies all find themselves in a place of fear and vulnerability, all uncertain of their futures, all looking for hope, all feeling the weight of darkness in the world upon them. And so it happens. A baby is born. Angels appear. A star shines bright. Light and hope are brought into the world. The Messiah and the Savior that has been promised has been born. This light and hope brought into this world a new awareness a new understanding of how to be faithful. Jesus' birth decrees all of us are filled with light and hope, and all of us are worthy of God's love. We learn by being vulnerable in that love with ourselves and with others to open a new path to peace. We no longer must hate to survive or embed our stories in fear. We can look to love and to hope to create new stories. Stories of people no longer living in oppression. Stories we can fulfill ourselves without the permission of a divine ruler. Stories filled with love, not shame. Peace not violence, and hope, not darkness. Just as it happened in the time of Jesus' birth, it must happen now as well. We can choose to live in a time of fear, hate, shame, and violence, or we can choose to live in a time of love, peace, acceptance, and hope. We have those who would deem themselves divine rulers today. We have those who would craft our stories with fear laced throughout. We have those who would terrorize us by creating violence wherever we turn. And we have those who would have us only see the darkness, the hate in those around us. If we give in to those stories, then we no longer heed the miracle of the birth of Jesus. If instead, 
we choose to speak out against unjust practices, then hope starts to grow. If we choose to accept each other with love and respect, then love starts to grow. If we choose to reach out in compassion and grace, then peace starts to grow. And if we choose to create stories where all are deemed worthy, all are seen with dignity, then the light Jesus brought into this world grows even brighter every day. It is in our hands and in our hearts to make the decision to step into the darkness or step into the light. Jesus may have been born in one night, one holy night. However, the peace he brought into the world with his birth will take longer to be realized, and we are needed to help it be fully born. May it be so. In the spirit of gifts that spill out to bless the world, our offering this evening will be taken. The offering this Christmas Eve will benefit Up on Top, a nonprofit that serves the children in the Tenderloin with after-school programs, summer camps, and a host of programs that support. The program 
was started by members of this congregation. Members still serve on the board, and the offices of Up on Top are still housed in our center. You can read more about Up on Top in our order of worship. If you are writing a check or giving online, please mark your gift special offering with today's date. The Christmas Eve offering will now be given and gratefully received. Let us join our hearts and minds in a time of prayer and reflection. This night especially, we extend our hearts to loved ones who are missing. Family and friends we have lost, behold in sacred memory. 
loved ones far away but held close. We call them into our hearts, send prayers and well wishes, love and gratitude. We feel their presence surround us. Widening the circle of love, we open our hearts to remember and pray for all those who struggle. Those who live in war-torn lands, who are sick of body. We hold our siblings and neighbors who are unhoused, families and children and all seekers of asylum caught at borders, living without protection or enough food or clear water, a planet struggling under the weight of our demands. On this night, may we recommit to work for a more humane and sustainable world, for justice for those who suffer injustice, for peace and hope for all in the year ahead. On this night, feel, held in the womb of winter darkness and bathed in the starlight from above, we make space for the prayers of all who are gathered, the hopes, the hurts, the life, the unfolding, that all might feel joined in knowing we extended blessings to one another and feel bathed in that love that knows no bounds. May that love and the sense of being held by it, connected by it, be the blessing we carry from this Christmas Eve, and may it spill out to bless the world. Amen.
Joy, like hope, love, and courage, is contagious. It's a wonder how one person can pass these gifts on so effortlessly to another, until a whole community or nation or world is lit up by it. And so this night, we light candles. The Reverend Howard Thurman, a friend of this congregation, once wrote, I will light candles this Christmas, candles of joy despite all the sadness, candles of hope where despair keeps watch, candles of courage where fear is ever present, candles of peace for tempest-tossed days, candles of grace to ease heavy burdens, candles of love to inspire all my living, candles that will burn all the year long. We invite you to get your candles ready, friends, because in a moment, we will pass the light to you. When we do, may the tender glow of them be a reminder of the power of love to chase away all fear, of hope to show us a way through all long nights, and may it illuminate the abundance of blessings we have that are right at hand. So close, it's a wonder we sometimes miss them. One tip, as you light your candle, the person with the unlit candle should tip theirs towards the flame of the lit candle.
We want you to think on that bright hope that you hold in this season of wishes, a hope you would like to bring to our world, to your family, to your own life, now and in the year ahead. I invite you to hold that hope for a moment and feel all the earnest dreams for beauty and goodness wrapped around you, present in this moment. It's like a warm blanket on a chilled winter night or like a light in dark and hard to navigate places. Lift your candles high and let your light shine on the world around you, your corner of the world. Remember this moment, what you can do, what we can all do when our own hope is shared. Look how we light up the world. All we really have is our heart, our hope, our stubborn love for one another and the world. So take all of that, born in us again this night, reignited by story and song, and go out into the world in the winter places. May the intentions of our hearts be incarnated in the places we light up and the roads we travel and the life we ourselves bring into this aching, gorgeous world. May you take the light and warmth of this hour into the days ahead. May the intentions of our hearts be made real in this season and beyond. And now as the lights go back on, please blow out your candle and let us sing together joy to the world.
And now, in our comings and goings, may the light of love shine upon us, out from within us. Be gracious unto us and grant us peace. For this is the night we have been given. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Christmas, everyone. Thank you to our musicians for such beautiful music and to our worship participants for the recreation of the Christmas story. Thank you to the ushers who will be collecting your candles as you leave. Safe travels to all who are traveling and blessings in the new year. <laughs> 